0: A beautiful day, I have something amazing to share with you. And I want to get straight into it, straight into the word of God. And I'm reading to you from the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the sixth verse. Hebrews 11, 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe." that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Hallelujah. What a beautiful passage of scripture. Hebrews 11, 6 is beautiful. And if you say to yourself this morning, I believe in Jesus. I believe in his name, being the name above all names. I believe he died for me and he rose on the third day. And I believe he's alive and seated at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. So, in in line with this scripture from Hebrews 11 6, you believe in Jesus, then without faith you cannot please him. It's as clear as day. Without faith you cannot please him. And you need to have faith. And it's a package deal. According to this scripture, it's not like you have an option. And again, go back and read Hebrews 11, 6. You know he exists. You need to have faith in him. Period. It's as simple as that. And then the the scripture goes on to say that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And what does this actually mean? You go to him in faith with prayer and supplication, the Bible says. And he will reward you. If you're confused about the word supplication, it's nothing else but earnestly asking for something. So yeah, go to him in faith with prayer and supplication and he will reward you. The Bible doesn't say, I might. I might reward you. He's a rewarder of those who seek him, period. So you seek him in faith, he will answer you. And give you whatever you ask for. And I'm taking you to a different book this this beautiful day. And I I want to read from the word of God to you about this word and the meaning of what it is to have faith. And I want to tell you that my title today is Faith with Works. And I'm going directly to the book of James, the second chapter, the 22nd verse. And before I get into it, we know now, you want to please God, you have to have faith in him, knowing that you're going to the creator of heaven and earth. And he's a reward of those who seek him. And James 2.22 says, You see that faith was working with his works. Oh, listen to this when you take some time. Mark down the the book of James. (coughs) Excuse me. And go to the. I'm reading from the second chapter onwards. It's a fabulous book. Read it. And I'm reading to you from the second chapter, the 22nd verse. And it says, You see that faith was working with his works. And as a result of the works, Faith was perfected. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to read it again. You see that faith was working with his works. And as a result of the works, faith was perfected. Hallelujah. This passage of scripture is actually referring to Abraham. i an example of him taking his son for a sacrifice. But I want to take you to something else this morning as an example and aligned again to the word sacrifice is Jesus. Jesus worked. He worked that faith. He's the epitome of faith. Let me tell you that. And I'll tell you, tell it to you through this, through the scriptures of God. And he knew that he had to get on a cross for you and me. For faith to be exercised. Oh, you st- you stay with me this, this beautiful day. And pay attention. Because you will get it this beautiful morning. So Jesus knew he had to get on a cross for you and me. For faith to be exercised. Now he knew. He would be raised from the dead on the third day. But where, where? where would you and I have been today if Jesus did not take that step? If Jesus did not put his faith into works, where would mankind be today? Nowhere. But yet, going back after so many years, knowing what Jesus did on the cross, and today, everything is perfect everything is perfect oh you think you might have x things lacking and y things not going your way but let me tell you your life is perfect and god's plan is perfected through the cross jesus the author and perfecter of our faith hallelujah oh hallelujah all because of the, all because of the works of faith all because of the works of faith. Jesus got on that cross and you are here today aligned to his blessing, aligned to his lineage, aligned to life everlasting. Hallelujah. And James 2.24 says, You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Oh, hallelujah i'm telling you you take some time when you when you get the time and make time for this go to the book of james and read the second chapter it's a fa- read the entire book it's a fabulous book but read the second chapter and meditate on it it will give you a whole new perspective on the word faith so now you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone and 226 the second chapter 26 verses for just as the body without the spirit is dead. So also faith without works is dead. I'm going to read it to you again. 226 says, for just as the body without the spirit is dead. So also faith without works is dead. Oh, this passage of scripture just says it all. This passage of scripture just makes it as clear as it needs to be. You have nothing if your faith has no works. It is dead. Dead. It is dead. What does that mean? I have faith. What, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that my faith is dead? Hey, I'm not telling you anything this morning. I'm reading the word of God for you. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. Oh yeah, you don't like it? That's not on me. You need to put your faith into an action. You need to put it into a work. Oh, and then it'll come alive. Oh, it will come alive. And today I want to, I want to tell you about one of my most favorite stories from the Bible as an act of faith. About putting faith into work. And knowing after you take that step and you put your faith into a work, God will back you up. For those of you who know me will already know this story because I would have surely animatedly and with all excitement told you this story. But nevertheless, I'm going to go into it this morning and the story I want to talk to you about is from the Old Testament, from the book of First Kings and it's a time from the life of Prophet Elijah, an example of putting faith into works. And let me tell you that this time, this time that Elijah is living in it, these are difficult t- times. And again, if you ever want to know the story, go to First Kings and read it. And these are difficult times for the prophets of God. And I want to tell you something. It so happens that Elijah, oh, he's the only prophet left. And history and manuscripts record the prophets of God being beheaded, the prophets of God being hung on a cross the prophets of God even being sewn into sewn into half oh my gosh the prophets of the Most High are being massacred and wait there's only one left and his name is Elijah and all the others have been killed you need to understand the situation everyone else is gone it's only Elijah left And they're after him, let me tell you that. As I said, read the book of Kings, there's a lot you will know. And Elijah calls out to the people of Israel who have forgotten about the Lord. So you see, people are seeking him for his head. And he calls out to the people of Israel who have forgotten about the Lord. And he tells them to come to a place called Mount Carmel. And he also calls, the Bible says, 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah. These are priests of the gods that were being worshipped at that time. And he calls them out, the only one left standing. Everyone is after him and he's in hiding. And he comes out of hiding to call everyone out and he's standing there alone. And he says, come out, come, come, come. And he puts a deal to the whole of Israel and to these 850 priests saying, let's have two bulls and let's build two altars for a sacrifice. And you take one bull and I will take the other. And we will both call upon our gods to answer by fire. And the one who does is the one true God. Oh, strong statement. Oh, that's a strong statement. He's the only one left. Everyone's looking for him. And he is in hiding. And when he decides to come out of hiding, he calls out to everyone to let's call it a duel like this. The whole of Israel and 850 priests of Baal and Asherah. And as the challenge goes, it's a challenge, it's a straight out duel. And as it goes, he says, Build two altars, get two bulls, and let's call onto our gods. And the one God who answers with fire is the one true God. And everyone agrees. And they assemble at Mount Carmel at the appointed time. And Elijah tells the prophets of Baal, Go ahead, you go first. And the Bible says they take the bull and they cut it into pieces and they put it on the altar. (coughs) Excuse me. And the Bible says they call out to their gods from morning till afternoon. From morning till afternoon and there is no fire. And then at noon until evening, they take it to the next level. They They begin to cut themselves and beat themselves for their God to hear and answer. But nothing happens and there is no fire. Oh, the 850 priests are doing this from morning till evening. And 1 Kings 18 chapter, the 27 verses, and so it was at noon. Oh, listen to this, that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud. For he is a God. Either he is meditating or he is busy or he's on a journey or perhaps he's sleeping and he needs to be wakened. gutsy move so from morning to noon they're calling out to their gods and nothing's happening and he's mocking them now and that's why of course from afternoon to evening they start beating themselves and the Bible says nothing happens nothing happens and then Elijah calls everyone to his altar And of course, he's given them their time and their God has not answered. He's given them their time as the whole of Israel has witnessed in the presence of 850 priests. And there is no answer. So now it's my time. And Elijah calls everyone to his altar. And after he's prepared his altar with the bull on it. Oh, listen to this. He asks the people to take four jars of water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. And the Bible says, they take four jars of water and they pour it on the offering and on the wood. And then he tells them, wait, do it a second time. So they take four jars of water and they pour it on his offering and on the wood of the altar that he has made. And then he says, wait, wait, hang on, do it a third time. And the Bible says, they do it a third time, and the Bible says the offering, the altar, the wood, and even the surrounding trench is filled with water. Oh, he's making a statement, isn't he? Yeah, well, of course he is, he's Elijah. And the book of Kings, First Kings 18, chapter 37 verse, he stands in front with Israel as witness and the 850 priests. And he says, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned your hearts and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Those of you who have a vivid imagination, oh, go ahead and imagine it. He's standing in front of the whole of Israel. He's the only one left. With 850 priests who have tried to call on to their gods and call fire onto their offering and nothing has happened. And then he takes his altar and he puts the sacrifice there and he pours four jars of water three times over. And it's soaking wet, the Bible says. And then he says, hear me, O Lord. Hear me that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. And listen to what the very next verse says. 1 Kings 18.38 Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. 1838, first Kings and then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. Wow. It just took everything out. Of course, it will. He's the living God. And Elijah knew who he was worshipping, which is why he challenged them to an open duel saying, come out in the open. Oh, you come out in the open, those of you who are after my life. You come out in the open and I will challenge you in the name of the Most High. And you go see if your gods will answer your call because mine will. And I know he will. Oh, hallelujah. Faith put into works. Faith put into works. Oh, Elijah knew God will back him up. He just knew if I take this step of faith, oh, he is so gonna back me up that I can put water four times with four jars full, three times over on this offering, and oh, his, his fire will come and he'll wipe it out. Oh, he wiped out the stones, the Bible says. The fire wiped out the stones. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God will back you up, have no doubt. The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's not a respecter of people. What he did for Elijah, he will do for you. Oh, you think not? No, no, no. That's not the question you need to ask. The question we need to ask is do you have the faith of Elijah? That's the question you need to ask. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. More. It's not me, it's the Bible. And I'm telling you what he did for Elijah, he will do for you. But it's rather you ask the question, do I have the faith of Elijah? Yeah. And I would like to leave you this beautiful morning, this beautiful day that the Lord has made with the words of Jesus when he was on this earth Matthew, the 21st and 20, 21st chapter, the 22nd verses. And all things you ask in prayer, believe you will receive. Oh, beautiful. Hallelujah! Wow, it cannot be any more clearer than this. And all things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Beautiful. It's it's just it's like a clean cut diamond. All things you ask in prayer, believe you will receive. Not shall, not might, not me, not I'm not sure. Uh, I'm really not sure. No, you will receive. Ask all things in prayer. Believing is the key word. And you will receive. Oh, this beautiful day, flex your faith muscles. Oh, come on, take it upon yourself to do it. I can't do it for you. Nobody can. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm just going back to the story of Elijah one, one last time. Oh, he would have been so pleased. Oh, let me just tell you. I mean, I, I even know why Elijah might have been the last prophet there because he just knew this guy. Oh, I love this guy. I have to do everything he asked me to because the faith that he works in is insane. God must have been so pleased with Elijah. I can tell you that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith without works is dead. If you don't think, if if you don't put things into action, I'm sorry, but your faith is dead. It's not me. It's the word of God. You can have faith, but it's there. At the corner of the room, you know, that one blind spot that you leave that collects dust. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's that. Until you put it into works. And take up your situation like Elijah did. Oh, who's coming after your life today? Oh, Elijah wasn't hiding. Go read the book of 1 Kings. See how, how he was living. He was living in small little caves in the mountains. And he was fed by ravens. And he was drinking from brooks. That's how he was surviving until the time he said, Wait, I'm going to take them all on. by faith oh take up your situation like Elijah put your faith into works believe all things in faith and you will receive the words of Jesus oh hallelujah dear Lord I thank you for your beautiful word I thank you for your double edged sword I thank you Lord that you are watching over your word to perform it and this beautiful day Lord I know that people are going to take steps Lord they are going to take steps in faith and you will back them up Lord thank you Lord Thank you for your beautiful word. I thank you for what you did on that cross for us. I thank you, Lord. Today, as we pray, we believe and we have received. Thank you for your beautiful presence, Lord. Thank you for this day. And we give you thanks, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.